Well, hello there. Hello again. <laughs> We're trying this again. Yeah. So, uh, everyone, welcome to the official first episode of Joey and Allison Mental Health Warriors. I'm Joey. I'm Allison. And, uh, yeah, we're uh, just going to do a little sort of introductory episode here, give you our backgrounds, a couple other things. Uh, Allison, you want to get us started? Yeah. You know, I mean, why do we feel um, mind fog? <laughs> <laughs> why why did Joey and I feel that we are up to snuff to to host a podcast about mental health? And uh, you know, if you guys listen to my guest appearance on his wonderful The Joey Losing Weight podcast, you guys kind of heard me uh drop the bomb about some of the stuff I've been through. And uh that can come with some really icky mental health stuff in and of itself, but there's some other stuff that uh I know I deal with and Joey, being the wonderfully open human being that he is, has uh, talked about some of his struggles on his Instagram feed and uh, I think on Facebook too. Have you have you done that, or am I um, am I confusing that? Not so much on Facebook, but it's uh, I'm more definitely more open on Instagram. Okay, but I, yeah, I know, I know that we're we're both kind of open and honest about that. Uh, yeah, that's uh, perfectly said. <laughs> uh, bit of a snafu with the recording, but we're back. <laughs> yep. Could be good. All right, uh, so what I was saying, Allison, is you want to take us through your history of what you've dealt with, what you struggle with today. And, you know, I know you don't want to get into the heavy stuff right off the bat, but just no. a basic no. overview. Yeah, so um, I've had generalized anxiety since I was a kid. Um, My mom's always said I was a dramatic kid, but my therapist says I've just always been an anxious kid. (laughs) Funny how the interpretations are different. Um, I was diagnosed with generalized depression um, in middle school right after my parents divorced. Um, I was recently told I have something called complex post-traumatic disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder, or CPTSD. Um, That comes with panic attacks, auditory and full-on visual hallucinations. It's a fun time. Um, (laughs) With that, Oh, yeah. It's it's, it's great. uh, It's scary for not only me, but for my my kids occasionally, but we'll get into that at a later date. I have a type of a dissociative disorder. There are multiple types of them, um, but there's three most common ones and most people kind of uh, link dissociative disorders with like uh, multiple personality disorders. I have the second most common and that's uh, dissociative amnesia where I kind of go into this state where I don't remember anything. I have no idea where I am. I have no idea who's with me. You can tell me that that's my child, and I, I don't have children. It's terrifying. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I have uh, body dysmorphia, not to be confused with dysphoria. Uh, those are two completely different things. One is an actual mental illness. One is not a mental illness, but it can cause mental illness. So please make sure we're using the right terminology, people. It is very important for inclusion. <laughs> um, my body dysmorphia, um, I, I think most days, like there's maybe 1% of all days that I have in a year where I think I'm smaller than I am. Other days, I think I'm huge, like Macy's Day balloon huge. <laughs> mm. So this so, leads me to uh, anorexia, bulimic habits. It's, uh, it's very fun. Um, yeah. So um, could you... Explain a little more the difference between body dysmorphia and what's the other one? Dysphoria. What's the other dysphoria. one? Dysphoria. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I would love to to do that. So, um, body dysmorphic disorder or BDD is a disorder in which the perception of how your body looks does not align with reality. For some people, they think that they're way smaller than they are, like skeletal or. Um, you know, average sized and, and they're not. And this can lead them to eating and obsess. It can lead them to, um, you know, getting massive amounts of plastic surgery to, to make them fit into clothing that they already fit into. Um, or it can be on the opposite spectrum where your body's either fine or it's, you know, in my case, I'm, I'm a heavy to begin with, but I think I'm way heavier. Like I'll be in a grocery store and there'll be one person there and I'm like, oh, I can't fit. There's no way I can fit past that person. And I don't want to be rude, so I'll just go to the next aisle. Like, I'm so afraid that my body takes up so much more space than it does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, what's the other one? So Dys dysphoria is, is usually linked to gender dysphoria. And you will find it usually in the uh, transgender community and the uh, non-conforming gender community. Um, and what it is, is it's, it's not a disorder and I'm, I want to be very, very strict in that. It is not a disorder. It is not a condition, but it is a symptom of um, anxiety and restlessness that comes with people misgendering you and not taking you seriously when you say, this is who I am. Okay. So basically it's the opposite of euphoria, thus the dysphoria. So it, it's, it's the essence of distress, extreme distress, when you are not being believed that your body doesn't align with who you are. Like for something, you know, you go, I am this. And somebody goes, oh, no, <laughs> you're not. You're, you were made this way. And you are forced to live a way that is not your truth. And it causes all this anxiety and uh, restlessness and, and fear. And just, yeah. If, if anybody that is um, trans or uh, non-conforming who has a better idea of that, and I am, I am incorrectly phrasing the term or mis-explaining uh, mis it, please correct me. Um, so that I can correct myself, but from my understanding of my friends and family that are a part of that community, that is 
the definition. It is not a disorder. It is not a condition. It is a symptom of just being told that this is not how this works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's that goes for everything on this podcast. If we say anything the wrong way, please let us know. We want to, with a podcast like this, we want to try to get everything right. Yes. We, you know, we... You know, it's obviously, we feel it's very important to put this stuff out there and we obviously wanted to do, want to do it the right way. So please let us know if we like miss say anything or just. If we're not explaining something correctly. I mean, obviously with mental health or any kind of um, illness or disorders, a lot of it's going to be open to interpretation. I might have symptoms that uh, Joey doesn't have, or I might have symptoms that, you know, another person we might invite on doesn't have and vice versa. And that's okay because everybody's lives are different. But if we're explaining a medical term, um, like I just did, and we are incorrect, please, please get on us for that because that's something that cannot fly at all. Absolutely. All right, so what are some steps you take to to uh combat your 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 depression, your uh C PTSD? What what are you able to do to sort of counter it? So um I take medication. I'm not afraid to admit that. There's nothing wrong with taking medication. There's nothing wrong with not taking medication. You have to find what works for you. Um, I also take um, my new best friend, CBD uh, tincture oil. I take uh, 1,000 milligrams two to three times a day, depending on how bad things are. Um, I, uh, I used to talk to a therapist. Unfortunately, <laughs> my therapist moved to California. Oh, no. Yeah. So um, that's, that's been a, a fun thing for me. Um, because right now, part of my therapy that I was using with them was um, I have a group on Facebook where I have gone into depth about part of the reason why I have um, CPTSD um, regarding my uh, very abusive and failed marriage that thankfully gave me the beautiful silver lining that is my wonderful daughter. Um, but, you know, going into depth with that, even even the, the good stuff is, is a little bit triggering and a little bit difficult to discuss and brings up so many memories that kind of have me sitting at my computer screen just blaming myself for things and, and thinking things and feeling things. And I, I usually like to talk to my therapist before I post them and, and share those updates with her before they're posting the group. And I can't do that right now. So <laughs> that's yeah, been... That's, un- that, that's unfortunate. It- Finding the right therapist can, like, take a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. Um, When I was in middle school, I went through four before I found the perfect one, and I actually had to be hospitalized for someone to take me seriously and agree that I needed a therapist that was going to not blame me. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Mm. that was fun. But um, I've had great therapists, and I've also had shitty therapists. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think everybody has those stories, though, where you just it hasn't been a perfect fit and you keep going because of insurance or because, well, this is better than nothing or 
whatever yeah, else. Like you, you feel you feel that's the only option at that time. Yeah, and or you, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, you you shouldn't have to to push yourself through that by any means. Um, the other thing I do is um, I have a great partner. Uh, he's he's been there for me since <sighs> end of two thousand and six two thousand and six. And we've just been best friends. I have a best friend of almost, oh God, I'm going to age myself very dramatically, but we've been best friends long enough to drink and beyond. Um, we can pretty much buy every illegal substance and legal substance and everything else on the face of this planet friendship wise now. <laughs> like if our friendship was a baby, our, our child would be graduating college this year. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. that doesn't make you too old. Well, <laughs> No, you're not old at all. <laughs> I, I still think I'm older. You, I don't know. I can't remember. You might be. I don't know. But I, I just, I hit that 30 mark and I'm like, oh, it's all downhill from now. This is when my cells slowly start to die. You know, it's not, I don't want to say it's downhill from 30. I mean, things have changed for me since turning 30. I can't drink as, I mean, I can't put away as much alcohol as I used to, or it takes less to get me drunk. Yeah. So I have to be, I don't drink like, I mean, I rarely drink anymore anyway, but when I do, I have to be careful. Yeah. So like less alcohol can get me more drunk faster now. And I don't, and stuff like that. Yeah. But I don't want to think like, turning 30 goes downhill no I don't want it either I just I I was amazed like I made a post on Facebook that you can now that you're on my Facebook you can go and uh, find about how I didn't think I'd get here like it it was kind of like both a scary and at the same time a very euphoric feeling to turn 30 and to sit there and be like wow I I made it I survived to this point holy balls what did I do right? Like, and, and I have two kids too. Like, damn, I'm gonna go buy some lottery tickets. <laughs> but I have noticed yeah. that like my medication hits differently now. Um, I can't, I have to be careful with dosage times and stuff like that, especially with um, some of the more heavy hitters, like my Seroquel, um, like definitely my my more antipsychotics and stuff for the uh, hallucinations and things like that. I have to be really careful with. Um, but that's just that's I think that's part of anybody getting older. Yeah. So, well, how often can uh, those hallucinations hit? So, um, I usually have a really bad uh, full-on visual like somebody is standing in the house or walking through my house type hallucination once a month. Um, and it's, it's usually when my, my jerk of an ex-husband who um, <laughs> my best friends and I refer to as Satan's Canadian cousin uh, sends me an email looking for updates on things. And he has every right to request updates for things. Um, but the way that he goes about doing it is very manipulative, which kind of standard practice for someone of his caliber but um auditory ones happen 
if I'm in a very crowded place, I don't like crowds. Um, I probably should talk to the next therapist I have about uh, social anxiety. But I mean, that falls under the umbrella of generalized anxiety anyway. So, um, but I, I just, anytime there's crowds or anytime I see somebody who fits the description of any of my abusers, I, I just kind of immediately seize up and like my kids can't leave my side. Um, Hobbs kind of like is like, what's going on? Are we going to have a seizure? Um, it just becomes bad news bears and I'm hearing voices on top of all of the people and everything just gets louder and louder and louder and louder. And I just almost feel like I'm claustrophobic by voices, if that makes any sense. Hmm. It's a, it's kind of terrifying in and of itself. (laughs) Yeah, uh, definitely sounds terrifying. It's a, it's, yeah, forgive me if I don't know what to say. It's just something I'm not familiar. No, if you're not, um, many people have been like, well, why do you do that then? Like, why do you go out? Because I don't want to be agoraphobic, Helen. <laughs> like, I don't want to, like, hide in my house like this greasy, golemy hermit. Yes, the precious. Thank you, Amazon. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> give the groceries. Give, give. I don't want to be that person, you know? I, I want to be able to take my children to the park. I want to be able to uh, go for walks. I want to be able to... Uh, go to the carnival that the high school throws. I want to be able to, um, you know, go out for uh, a birthday celebration with my partner or Mother's Day or whatever else and just have a date night. You know, I want to be able to enjoy life within my means. And it's always vaguely insulting (laughs) when somebody says, well, why do you do that then? Like, why don't you just avoid it? Like, what avoid avoid life like i'm sorry shopping is a part of life <laughs> doctor's yeah. appointments are a part of life i i i can't no. and i know that they they mean well i understand and they they could just be like me and not know what to say yeah you know mm. and i think that saying i'm I'm so sorry that happens. I, I have no idea what what to say, you know, would be better than, well, why do you do that? But I understand that that's the human response is, well, why do you do that? Like, are, the human response is to be curious. The human response yes. is to, to question everything and to want to understand. And I fully respect that. But the emotional labor that then has to go into explaining why and everything else is just not always worth it. Like, if you're a stranger, I really don't want to have to be rude and tell you you are not worth my time to explain this to because in 10 minutes, you're going to be a guppy and forget it. Like, it's not going to matter to you. But if it's, like, someone like you, Joey, or uh, a listener who has a family member who might experience similar things to me or one of my friends or one of my family members that care and know me and, and actively do want to be a part of my life, it's worth it to put that emotional labor in there and go like, okay, sit down, get a cup of coffee, let's get comfortable. Let me take my pants off because pants are exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be comfortable for this like four hour talk and we're going to go over everything. You know, at that point it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, but it's just, and I'm sure there are people that can relate, whether they are, you know, 
physically handicapped or, um, you know, have any kind of disability or um, anything that just that just makes life a little bit more difficult for them. But, oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, me personally, I just, I just, I'm not really able to imagine what's that, what that's like for you. Yeah. And, well, you know, I love you, Allison. I'm glad you. I love you too, Joey. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm glad we can talk about this stuff together yeah. and, and, uh, we're close enough to be able to do that. Yeah, I guess I guess the best way to try and explain it to you is, have you ever gone to a haunted house? No. Okay. Uh, I had a shitty I had a shitty teenage experience. One. Okay, never mind. Uh, <laughs> I've oh, had oh, no, no, I mean not not at a haunted house. Just not at a haunted house. Just that, like, I had no life as a teenager. Okay. So. See, I've, I've had terrible experiences, so I don't go anymore. Plus, most of them use strobe lights and. That's bad news. Bears for an epileptic, but all right. Um, but I, I was going to say that the best way I can explain it to somebody who doesn't understand is if they've ever been to uh, a concert or to a haunted house where you have all these lights and special effects. So you have lights, you have smoke, you have sweaty people bumping into you, you have um, every like every sense is on fire because it's so overwhelmed with stimuli. And then you have your brain creating an additional stimuli on top of all of that. That's kind of what my auditory hallucinations are like, because I know it's not real. I know that my ex or, you know, one of my abusers isn't there because I can't see them because I look around. Trust me, I'm spinning in circles looking. <laughs> um, but I, I hear them as if they're standing next to me, whispering into my ear. So it's. Wow. Yeah. 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 That's the best way I can explain it. And usually when I explain it that way to people, people kind of go, oh, that'd be terrifying. I'm like, yeah. It, it, yeah. I, that, that makes sense. It, it, it does sound, it does sound like that. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah. I mean, um, all I can say is, um, as, I, I know that's going to be rough. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I think it's more rough on my kids because I've, I've figured out thanks to good therapists and everything else, kind of how to, to ground myself during one. But my kids are kind of, you know, mommy, are you okay? Mommy, mommy, mommy. And like, shush, just, oh, just mommy needs you to, to stop right now. Just stand here. And I don't mean to be mean. I don't mean to be that mom. And I'm sure outsiders looking in are like, what is wrong with that woman? Like, why did, why even have kids? And it, it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with, I don't want to create a scene where my daughter has to go up to a security guard and hand her my notebook that I carry and go, my mommy needs help. Because that creates a whole other situation. Yeah. Um, well, I am I am just stammering my way through this. <laughs> I, hey, but, bring it hey, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> hey, it, this is real, so this is this is going to be unedited. So I know, like always, raw, 
real. Woohoo. Yeah, but Allison, you know I am here for you to listen and oh, I know. So that's I the whole point. Text someday that has like a whole bunch of misspellings. <laughs> Mall, tech, tech, help. <laughs> Call now. Take break. Call. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. So, uh, huh, where, where do we transition to now? Uh, I guess maybe your list. <laughs> well, you, you think I'm going to follow that up? <laughs> well, no, 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 I, uh, <laughs> I love you, Allison. I love you too. We'll just keep saying that over and over again. Probably. That'll be said, like, that'll be the most commonly used phrase on here. So it needs to be said. Oh, yeah. It it needs to be stated over and over again to... Well, especially when you're talking about that kind of stuff. It's a very comforting phrase. Yeah. I know it definitely is for me. Yeah. So, uh, I guess, uh, my general history is I, um, I've battled depression for a large majority of my life, including suicidal thoughts. And, um, I, I wasn't diagnosed with any of this. I was diagnosed with depression and attention deficit disorder, uh, not until I was 18. Okay. So I went through a lot of my childhood, like, just feeling, not like, not knowing what's, what, what was wrong with me, and just uh, figuring I was just like a big pussy. No. About everything. No. It, and it wasn't until I got that diagnosis that I finally had, like, some answers. Yeah, like it clicked. Yeah. So, but yeah, I have a, uh, I do get anxiety too. Like I tend to, a lot of times I think to overthink everything and like I'm prevented from doing a lot of stuff because like I always, a lot of times I tend to see the worst potential outcome for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, like, you kind of you kind of play all the situations that are possible, but your brain focuses on that worst case scenario. Yeah. You know, like, like I'll give you an example. Like, I work in a library, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, you know that. And uh, yeah. say, like, someone is in an area tar- talking a bit too loud mm-hmm. and uh we gotta go up and let the like someone has to go up and let the person know and like I'm afraid I don't want it to be me because in my head I automatically go to if I tell this guy that he need uh to please lower his voice then he's gonna get hostile with me yeah it's gonna become a confrontation like like my brain automatically goes to that. So a lot, so a lot of times, like someone else has to uh, be the one to tell him to please lower his voice, 
in the times when I I went ahead and said it myself, every time the guy was cool about it. Yeah. But but uh yeah, every time that happens, that is the first scenario that go- the first most dominant scenario that enters my head is that there's going to be a confrontation from it. Yep. So, and uh, so like that, that's like mostly what I fight every day. Oh. Yeah. That's frustrating in and of itself, though, because. When your brain's going a mile a minute, especially with generalized anxiety, all you like generalized anxiety can even come out as OCD like tendencies. <laughs> and I'm yes. very lucky that I don't have it, but I have a friend that does, and everything is like um, I always I always say the Sheldon Cooper, <laughs> where <laughs> everything's in threes, like on the Big Bang Theory, where everything has to be in threes. When they're having a, an anxiety attack, everything is in threes. And it's it's both fascinating and heartbreaking to watch because they can't help themselves. And I feel terrible. But when I start to notice them doing it, it's like, sweetheart, what do you need? What can I do? Yes. So, um, <laughs> sorry, Dana, I guess that... I guess that can transition a bit into something I wanted to bring up, which is uh, my friend Amanda, Mm -hmm. who uh, co-hosts my other weekly series with me. She sent me a message uh, earlier this afternoon uh, wondering if we could just mention what someone who doesn't have any mental health issues what they can do to help their friends or loved ones who do have uh, mental health issues. Like what can, what can they do to help? Okay. Um, so this is going to vary person to person, depending on their specific needs. Um, but it, it is a great question. I think, I think we'll probably address this multiple times over the course of this podcast as we talk about different things and everything else. But um, just some basic ideas, at least that work for me, is try to remember that when you, when you go to talk to somebody who has a mental illness, that it's an actual illness. It is, it's real. You may not understand it. It may not be something that you necessarily agree with. And I, I, I'm doing air quotes around agree with. Um, but it, it's real. It's an actual thing. They need to take medication for it. So if you go in and think of it as a broken bone or um, a gallbladder or an appendicitis, usually the terminology that you will use when you talk to that person is going to be so much more receptive to them than if you go in, you know, it's, it's in your head. We can, we can make this work. It's not just in our heads. It's, it's in our heads because it's our brains. You know, that's where the organ is. That's, you know, causing most of this, but it, it, it's a real issue. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the other thing yeah. is, is to, to sit down with them and ask them what works best for them. I do not want to be touched. Like when I'm having an anxiety attack or a panic attack or I'm hallucinating, you touching me makes it that much worse. Like you can come sit near me and talk to me 
very soothingly, very calmly. Okay, yeah, that's good. That's good to know because that would probably be my, like my instinctual reaction to you. A lot of instinctual reaction is to to touch somebody, like to to kind of do circles on the back or give them a little shoulder squeeze. It it makes it worse for me. It heightens it. For other people, it can calm them down. It can help be a grounding tool. But for me, yeah. it, it 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 sends me into a deeper sense of panic. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Have like sitting down and going, what's work? What specifically works for you during these instances? What can I do specifically to help you? Makes it not only a a personal moment for you. But it also establishes trust and it also helps make it so that the person knows that you're not just brushing this off as, well, I Googled this, so I kind of have an idea. So, like, if I do this, is this going to be okay? (laughs) (laughs) Right. And I would also say, like, just just try to remember to be patient with them. Yes. Because the, the, the person doesn't want to feel the way they do. They're tr- they want to get better. They're, a lot of cases, they're trying. The, the, the key is just to try to be understanding and be patient. Yeah, no guilt trips. You know, even if you're not meaning to be guilt trippy by, you know, well, you should get help. I mean, think of your family, think of your kids, think of this, think of that. It's guilt trippy and it makes us feel worse. Yeah. Like 90% of us, probably, probably closer to 98% of us. It just demotivates us. It makes us feel worse. You're going to make us recoil and it's going to, it's going to just cause a, a giant dumpster fire of more symptoms for us because we're trying. Like, we wouldn't be actively seeking out help. We wouldn't be reaching out to you or to anybody if we didn't want to uh, be proactively working on on being better for our families and everything else. We know that there's a problem. Trust us. Trust us. We all know (laughs) there's a problem. (laughs) This is not fun to live, um, especially when you have some of the more scary stuff. Even even if it's not scary, it's not fun. Like, it's, it's frustrating. Depression makes you want to just sleep and sleeping is awesome but it's not fun when it's all you want to do (laughs) absolutely Um, yeah well Austin do you think that's a good place to leave it for this time I think so um I I love that first question though that was kind of awesome to come in here right with a question right away I would love more questions more questions yeah, absolutely. If you have anything you want to ask us about these issues, you can message me at Joey Losing Weight. You can message Allison at brushstrokes underscore n underscore artichokes. I got that right, didn't I? I probably, You're gonna, I probably, it's going to get easier. I probably should have let you say it. But. It's okay. It's going to get easier. I promise. <laughs> I might change it again for ease. We'll find, we'll we'll see. I kind of like right. the brush strokes and other strokes, artichokes though. I really like it. It flows off the tongue nicely. I like it too. It it's all <laughs> rhymy. It is, and it works because I'm an artist and I love artichokes. Feed me artichoke dip, yo. 
Yeah, dude, it just has a it has a fantastic ring to it. It does. So, <laughs> but yeah, uh, go ahead and message either one of us. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to have you on here too to tell yeah. us your story. Yeah, even if you just want to sit here and do a Q and A with us, I I will get personal. I will have a box of tissues and um, some really sad low calorie wine. <laughs> <laughs> Right, and I'll uh, I'll try to hug you through this phone here. Yeah, <laughs> virtual hugs are are felt. They're like ghosts. It just gets warm all of a sudden. Yeah, like Patrick Swayze hugging you while making a beautiful vase. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> One thing I can think of when I say ghost hugs. Gosh, don't judge me. Don't judge me in my love of 80s things. No judgment here. (laughs) Truth be told, I've never never seen that movie, so I guess I gotta watch it. Oh my goodness, if I do come out there for your marathon, I'm bringing it with me. Awesome. Yes. And uh, you'll... You'll get the full Joey hug then, too. Yes. Full Joey hug. I expect it. So. But we said we'd laugh during this, too. Like, it'd be heavy, but we'd laugh. And look, I've made you laugh how many times now? <laughs> just, just now here. Um, yeah. Uh, what can I say? What can I say, Allison? You're, you're just fantastic. And, yeah. Uh, and that whole talk about you thinking you'd never make it to 30, I'm very glad you did, and I'm very glad you're still here. I'm super glad you're here, too, to talk to you and to kind of coach me through this, both the podcast and, and my, um, we'll call it self-evaluation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, anytime you want to talk, it doesn't have to just be on here weekly. No, yeah. Like I said, uh, he might randomly get a text one day. I have to take my kids someplace out by myself again. <sighs> Let's see. Yeah, well, again, Allison, for the 857th time on this podcast, I love you. I love you, too. And I will talk to you over the week, but I will, like, talk to you vocally next weekend when we do our next episode of the Joey and Allison Mental Health Warriors. Hi-ya. Roar. Roar. I don't, I don't <laughs> know. I just, I just felt the need to do a lion roar there, but... I was channeling Power Rangers, so it works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Allison, you are a hoot. <laughs> You're a free spirit, Joey. It works. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm glad we found each other for this endeavor. And uh, yeah, okay. so we are, it's taking forever to end this. And I don't mind at all because I love talking to Allison. We'll have lots of fun tidbits for the, the listeners as long as they don't get bored. Well, I'm not bored at all. I'm not either. <laughs> oh. But yeah, Allison. Thank you for so do, so much for doing this with me. 
Thank you. With this me, I think it would be way more boring if it was just me. Well, if it was just me, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know how to talk even less. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you're fine. Oh my God! If I'm if I'm this way when you're talking to me, imagine me trying to do this by myself. Oh gosh, I know. I'm just like. I made a list. You know, I have bullet points here, but what happens if he asks me other questions? Oh, crap. I'm screwed. I can't ask him for crap. I'm like, hmm. And I graduated school with an improv degree. What the hell is wrong with me? Well, that's got to be fun. It was. It was. It, you know, it wasn't a real school. Well, I mean, it was like a summer camp school, but still it counts. You know, hey, <laughs> it's all in there. <laughs> <laughs> on the resume. Yeah. Uh, All right, I have a little one that is up and screaming, so I'm gonna unfortunately have to run. But I love you, and this was fun, and we will do it again next week. We will, and we'll we will get into heavier shit as the show goes on. Yeah, I will, I will be here for you for every step of the way, and I will be here for you. We will plan it out. There will be trigger warnings. We promise, folks, because. Some of it's going to need it, I promise. Absolutely. So, uh, again, Allison, I love you, and thank you for talking with me again. No problem. See you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.